the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Adapting to loss, adapting to failure. Unfortunately, it is a human quality that we are experiencing the collapse of Americanism. So uh, there's two points to really focus on today. This kind of inflation is outrageous. And the fact that we allow political whores to stand up there and tell us it's good for us is infuriating. Because I know what it's like to not afford things, to be stressed about money. I'm a man. And we worry about our families. We worry about providing. And even if you're able to, A dollar wasted is a dollar less for your own family. We are now completely used to this, as most people who live in these corrupt, mafia-run areas are. The problem is, this is affecting our national policy on a multitude of levels. Gasoline prices up again. They had fallen in December. They were up in January. Um, You can see that food prices are up double digits over the past year. Every family feels that. And shelter was the big driver of these numbers. Inside the numbers... Look, if you go to the grocery store in your sharp shopping cart, you are feeling inflation every day. Uh, hot dogs. I call them hot dogs. Government calls them frankfurters. Up 11% over the past year. <laughs> Eggs up 70%. Now, wholesale egg prices have fallen in the past week and a half. So I'm hoping this is rear view mirror. Lettuce. A head of lettuce up 17% over the past year. Coffee up 13%. And butter. I mean, these little ticks of sticks of butter in front of me here are like gold at the moment. You know, up almost 30% over the past year. So- Essentials for living. Seniors and young people feel it the most, which explains why home ownership is the least among people under the age of 40 that it's ever been in this country, ever in this country. And it's normal. What's not normal is our acceptance of it. And I don't know about you, but I would have been a terrible, battered housewife. I don't think a good day is when my husband comes home and doesn't hit me with a frying pan. That's not my definition of good. I'm a terrible slave. So when these wannabe slave masters tell me I should thank them, it really makes me angry. And now we're doing all this and so much more while cutting the deficit of more than $1.7 trillion in two years. The largest debt reduction in American history. In my- what inflation is, much to the spin or opposed to the spin of these charlatans in the White House, is a devaluation of your dollar. This government is bankrupt. They bankrupted us. It's nothing we did. It is directly attributed to the 537 whores we pretend are representatives. What do you read on the um, prices continuing to rise again on that specific issue? 
Well, so inflation is when prices are rising. So that we understand that inflation is too high. But if we look at inflation uh, in January, which was overall 6.4 percent, that's in contrast to 9.1 percent last June. That right there, she should be carted off and thrown at least out of office. But she's not there because of her brain. She's there because of her genitals. Because for the first opening statement, inflation is when prices rise. Well, there's a multitude of ways to look at it, honey. For instance, what inflation really represents is the devalue of your own dollar. And unless you got lots of them, it's expensive to live. And that's the cost in every single aspect of your life. So for the bulk of people not on welfare, see, because the welfare roaches, they've all got an increase as they've gotten since Joe Biden stole the office of the presidency because 81 million people didn't vote for Joe Biden. He usurped the office because it's a bigger picture. The mafia needed this idiot in office because they now have plausible deniability. For instance, this railroad accident that people refuse to discuss. I've, I search news constantly. It's all but a handful of news outlets that is talking about the American version of Chernobyl, a government created it's not a it's not a natural disaster. It is an ecological disaster that we cannot magnify. How many people even know what vinyl chloride is? This is polyvinyl chloride, a synthetic resinous material converted from vinyl chloride gas. And it's the basis for thousands of plastic products, from food wrappers to photograph wrappers. That sound is terrible because it's from the 60s. And it's final as any ordinary household item. But during the manufacturing process, when the gas is being synthesized and the resin is being formed, exposure can present a serious risk, causing a relatively rare form of cancer called angiosarcoma that attacks the liver and unfortunately is invariably fatal, or at least to the present. And in the 60s, that was the only disease they traced it to. However, since then, it's gotten a little bit more look. But there's another way, too, where vinyl chloride in groundwater can be a problem. Vinyl chloride has a property known as volatilization. It volatilizes. It turns into a vapor. And when it does turn into a vapor, it starts to seep back up through the soil and toward the basements of homes and businesses. Vinyl chloride in air or in vapor form can seep into the breathing air of homes and businesses without people even knowing it and through the tiniest of cracks. It's colorless and odorless, so people can be breathing it or, for that matter, drinking it or it can be touching their skin and they don't know it. So it's sneaky in that regard. This is now spread to a 10-mile radius. It was lit on fire by bureaucrats with the supervision of government. They decided, these idiots, to light it on fire. And now it has ramifications that they're feeling 10 miles away. So I walked up to the cage and this this is what I found. Amanda Brashears was going to feed her five hens and rooster this morning when she discovered them all lifeless, practically in the same position with no signs of a predator entering their enclosure. 10 miles away. 
And very dangerous, too. Let's talk about the pertinent health information. First of all, you need to know that there is absolutely no safe level of vinyl chloride in your air or in your drinking water. No safe level. Also, every serious science organization that I know about that studied its health effects has concluded that vinyl chloride is a carcinogen in human beings. It causes cancer. Principally, these medical studies identify liver cancer, brain cancer, lung cancer, and blood cancers like lymphoma and leukemia as those most principally associated with exposure to vinyl chloride. So obviously we're talking here about a chemical that is very, very dangerous. It disrupts our immune system, and particularly so for children, especially for young children. Vinyl chloride exposure is really, really dangerous. Joe Biden has given carte blanche to railroads, and there's a very good reason. You see, the railroad industry has lobbied our government for the last 20 years, $27 million a year. They've lobbied for government steering of profit. Norfolk Southern is the name of the railroad company that is directly responsible for this accident and the idea that you would light it on fire, you stupid son of a dog. The damage you've done, you cannot quantify, and we will not be able to quantify for a generation. But you like when the government creates ecological disasters, don't you? If Germany, if if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks and troops crossing the the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. How are you going to do that? Hey, diapers. How are you going to do that? Because you sabotaged it. You blew it up and you created another ecological disaster that gets no coverage as this gets no coverage. Now, Celia Rouse is there because of her genitals. Pete Buttigieg is there because of his sexual proclivities. What's his answer? Now, Buttigieg tweeted just about an hour ago. He said, from day one, our U.S. DOT personnel have been assisting in the response to the Norfolk Southern derailment in Ohio as the National Transportation Safety Board conducts its investigation and EPA works to keep residents safe. So what are they going to do? No, 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 no. no. What are you going to do? Because Norfolk, they offered the residents that are affected, that have left their house, whose kids will probably turn out with a with like a unicorn with a bone growing out of their forehead to look like the rest of you fracking Democrats. And in the meantime, what did you offer them? Five dollars. A fin. Here's five dollars. Get yourself a five dollar foot long at Subway. They suck too. Federal rail and pipeline hazardous material teams will continue to offer support. But Buttigieg yesterday, Taylor spoke at the National County Conference in Washington, D.C., but no mention of this train derailment that happened on February 3rd. However, he did attempt some humor about the transportation industry. Watch. We've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm-hmm. Now we got balloons. Uh, taking incoming criticism from both sides of the... I don't want criticism. Listen here. Listen here, you, you that you're good for nothing. I want him fired yesterday. And, not, and that's because how I feel about right and wrong. Now imagine how you'd feel if it directly affected your children. Just last week, a major train derailment of 50 cars carrying very hazardous chemicals has resulted in thousands of people being evacuated by officials over the fear of the explosion setting off. 
Fast forward to today, the evacuation order has been lifted. We've already spoken to residents on the ground, and many of them simply feel that there isn't much transparency here. My kids, um, we're just running in to grab something, and then we're going back to Grandma's house because they keep breaking out in rashes. Kids do? Yeah, so... So you kind of answered my next question. You don't, do you feel like it's safe here right now? I feel like we're not being told everything. I know... Of course you're not, honey. Because your government is a fraud. From soup to nuts. The bureaucrats are corrupted because they've been bribed by the railroad industry. They shut their mouth because they like to drive other people's cars. This is the norm in America. Something came out yesterday about them covering up contaminated soil when they rebuilt the railroad instead of pulling it out like they promised so but many of the residents are pointing the blame at norfolk southern the company responsible for the train do you think it's safe here right now i don't know they're uh they're they're to me i do know thanks to rebel news that was the interview that's who who hosted that clip i do know exactly what's going on Five train cars? How can you transport something so dangerous? Five in a row? And then your idea to solve the problem is to light it on fire? You have to be a moron or a government-educated buffoon from CPS. What is it? One in 20 can do a math problem? Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, it won't be long, and the government will be thinking, asking you to thank them. Thank them for this, right? Because after all, they spend money. Maricopa County, Arizona, we helped build a new bridge over the the Holly River. Look, and and Warsaw, or Washington County, Nevada. There's the frickin' idiots you put in charge of the government, right there. And by the way, he's the top shelf and a hell of a communicator, isn't he? Is it the view of the president's communications team that he is equally adept in all settings in terms of communications, or are there some that played a greater strength, some where he probably isn't as strong, et cetera? I will tell you this, the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. When people have a problem, they, uh, they've got your number, they knock on your door, not only you, but your spouses can't go to the grocery store, the gas station, can't show up at the, without, well, what's the, can you fix my such and such? Yeah, you're fracking brilliant. I figured out the problem. Those of us that oppose fascism, those of us that oppose this government mafia, we're just not stupid enough to appreciate the brilliance of this Democrat mafia. $27 million. Was it worth it? Was it worth it to sell out your government, to sell out your country, to destroy the lives in a 10-mile radius of an accident that was inevitable to happen? Just get the guy out there who's good at tossing salads to put an excuse on it. 312-642-5600. We're all going to die. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg finally addressed the crash. But this, is, this is unbelievable. The, da- the damage can't be quantified. How do you possibly do it? And yet, where's all the science? Where's all the, the eco-Nazis? And now you want, they want you to believe that you, driving your 1984 Chevy, you, you, you are the problem. Oh, my God, the environment. 
Hillary Clinton, the Duchess of Chaffington. Where's your 55 million? I'm sure you and the rest of the yoga pant mafia ran over there to solve the problem, right? So today, I am proud to announce that the Clinton Global Initiative started by my husband. What about Fetterman? What's he got to say? Yeah. How you doing in the hospital? Godspeed. Morons. Me, Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, the transportation secretary failed to mention the three almost close calls of air traffic in uh, three different uh, cities in the United States. One of them down in Texas, the two aircrafts came within 45 feet of each other. 45 feet seems close. That's real close. The one was <laughs> almost landing on a on a plane. Uh, this was a 767 um, FedEx freighter filled with freight, uh, almost landed on top of a 737 filled with people going to Cancun. Huh. Well, I hope it didn't have any vinyl chloride in it, but who the hell knows what's going on. In the meantime, the shocking statistic, when I look up these stats, you can find it all on Open Secrets. When you see the amount of government funding that they get in return, they spend $27 million as a conglomerate, yet they get steered profits of $280 million. So it's a 10% VIG. It's almost like every deal his crack-smoking, degenerate, sister-in-law-banging son set up for him, wasn't it? Well, Sean, I, I've got this from inside information. Air traffic controllers across the United States, because of the shortage, are being forced to work overtime against their will. So how does that make you feel, getting on a plane? Aggravated. It makes me feel <laughs> aggravated, and I have to get on one. So thank you very much, Don. I appreciate the call. It's infuriating. But failure is infuriating. And then to be told how great everything is, that's a little more infuriating. Today's gathering forces, but we made short progress and we're on the right track. Now we need to finish the job. Finish the job? What's that look like? You're gonna be are we all gonna be speaking Mandarin? You traitor? You asset of enemies foreign and domestic? See, and when I say domestic, I mean the conglomerates like these railroad charlatans who circumvent all regulation because they bribed the officials to look the other way, like in the Soviet Union. Five train cars. Five! How did that happen? How did that happen? Bruce in Chicago. Sean, I'm comparing this. Not It's not even an accident. I'm, I'm comparing this to Chernobyl and to Three Mile Island. They've completely destroyed the town. It will not come back. And much like those two instances, they lied to the general public. They lied to the people that surround you. That's what our government is good at. It's not good at telling the truth. That's for damn sure. If it was, we'd throw every one of these rats on their ass. Thank you very much. Agreed. It's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. And to just continue like it's no big deal. Today's report on inflation shows the good news is that inflation in America is continuing to come down. It's up 6.4%. Now, for those of you that were not abused in the Chicago public school system. That's an increase of over 6% year over year for virtually everything. And that is a median increase, which means it takes away from the necessities you need in your life, which are up in some instances 15%, 20%, or if it's eggs, 70%. And that's before the chickens got poisoned by the vinyl chloride. Scott and Sycamore. Hey, Sean, how's it going? I'm aggravated. You know, I, I, you know, I think somebody needs to get word out to these residents because I know there's lots of pictures and video of the actual placards that were on these train cars. As a as a retired firefighter and fire and arson investigator, 
Somebody needs to tell these people to look for an ERG manual. You can find them at the library. You can find them at different stores. You can even buy them on Amazon. An ERG manual will tell them everything they need to know about those placard numbers, from mitigation circumstances, what it'll do to water, what it'll do to ground, how far you need to stay away from it. Somebody needs to explain to these people because they will just let these lying politicians and environmental BS artists tell them lie after lie instead of them actually seeing this is what it's going to do to my water. This Scott, is what it's, it's already in the water. Ground. It's already in the water. Oh, yeah. And they have no idea how to get it out. And the idea, Scott, that there wasn't an adult in the area when they said we're going to perform a controlled burn. Can you, you're an ex-firefighter. How much damage has to happen from controlled burns? Because we now know we've got over 8,000 acres in California and New Mexico that were burned because of a controlled burn. How much stupidity has to happen before these idiots are taken out of positions of power in our government? Well, the biggest problem we have with the controlled burns is, one, is they don't let them do, don't let us do them the way that we're supposed to. Because all these environmentalists have to stick their noses into everything. All of that stuff that you see when you go hiking, all that crap on the ground, all that stuff is just unburned material. So when we have to go in and do a controlled burn, it's just mounds and mounds of unburned material that cause hazard to us and everything else. If they would let us do our jobs and let wildland firefighters do their jobs, you wouldn't have this problem because every time you do a controlled burn, because look at what the farmers do when we do these controlled burns and you burn off the sage grasses and everything else, what happens? Everything grows back green and nice and pretty. And and that's fine when we're talking about forestry and maintenance and all that, but I want to meet the moron that said, yeah, go ahead and light that vinyl chloride on fire. There's a certain kind of stupid that shouldn't be getting checks anymore. It should be in prison. That's it. Of course, they paid not to go to prison. After all, they went to K Street. The guys in the Brooks Brothers suit, those pimps who turned out the political whores that let the railroad industry run amok on your dollar. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I think I figured out the problem, Squirrel. It doesn't fit that Justice 40 executive order. East Palestine. I don't know why they don't say Palestine. I do. East Palestine, Ohio. 89% white. Ah, it's figures. They're keeping everything kind of hush hush. You know, they're not they're not telling everybody everything. Well, it's that white privilege. That's what it is. There's no question about it. David, 294. You know, sometimes you make me cry. Sometimes you make me laugh. and Sometimes I'm sad. But today, I'm, I'm laughing because those Sidewinder missiles that have yeah. been shooting down these, these uh, helium kites from some, chi- from some Japanese meteorologist students, are co- they cost $400,000 each. And you would think that NORAD would say, let's send up a helicopter. Let's send up a guy with, with, a, with, a, with a sniper rifle or a shotgun. And shoot it down instead of spending four hundred grand. All Lloyd Austin doesn't get a brokerage check from that. <laughs> right? So that's you got to think. You got to start thinking like these scoundrels, brother. And then explain to me why it says "return to private pile" on it in English. I can't find. I can't find a fracking shirt with English writing on it. Yet the balloon has English writing on it. Thank you very much, David. Two ninety four. Chuck and Dullivan. Here's somebody who hasn't bought a shirt in thirty years. Hi, Chuck. 
I go. I guess too. I I actually get them out of the boxes where they Come throw the on. boxes. You're still wearing Schlitz t-shirts. Who are you kidding? Go ahead. Hey, uh, you know you're talking about the chloral stuff. Uh, back in uh, vinyl chloride, right? 1917, we did not say that we had that war gas. We signed it off in a Geneva Convention. Then in 1987, George Bush, the senior, said that we had no CS gas, which is chloral, methyl, ethyl ketone, or bromoacetone. And they turned around, and that's what, Kent, four years later, there was there was Hillary Clinton's husband over there dumping that gas at the Branch Davidians, and the auto-ignition temperature of that stuff is 110 degrees. So that means a cigarette can set that stuff on fire. Yes, exactly. They and need and war in fact, on these people. We're the not railroad company, if this was a war, the railroad company would be tried and convicted of a war crime because they are using something that all countries decided is too dangerous to use in a war. And yet this is just Correct. happening and no one's talking about it. But, hey, no, Pete this, Budakig this could get Merlot out of your beard if you want him to. Yeah. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. I know you're aggravated tonight, but I wanted to ask you something. Did you get your wife something nice for uh, Valentine's Day? Yes, I did. I bought a red right. edible Speedo for myself. That's what I thought. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. What I, what That's I a wanted tough to mental image to get out of your head, but go ahead. You can yeah. do it. This Sean Pierre is the press uh, secretary. She can't answer a question. Biden's missing an and he won't uh, hold a press conference to tell the people what's going on. And then you got Buttigieg, he goes on Twitter, and he says everything in Ohio is okay. And this is the most transparent administration ever, right? You know, the Pete, people need answers. This is Pete a big joke. isn't there because he's ever succeeded at anything. In fact, Pete's legacy is failure. Pete is a second-generation Marxist. His father was a well-known Marxist who hung around with Jamie Raskin's Marxist father and Kamala Harris's father as well. This is the second generation of Marxists, communists, fascists, and mafia members. And all they need to do is smile and make fun of them. That's it. Because the people who they are banking on for support, they just got a bump in their welfare check so they don't worry about consumer price index. Forget about it. They don't pay for anything anyway. They don't care about housing yeah, the, costs. They got the Section 8 housing. One other thing. Yeah. Yeah, the people in this country uh, should be tired of playing uh, hide-and-seek with uh, Biden and uh, Buttigieg. They got to come out and tell people what's going on. Thanks, well, hide-and-seek with show. Biden. That, there's a game that you'll yeah. never have to deal with him again. He can't find himself, let alone you. Thank you very much. George in Naperville. Sean, I have a Valentine for you from the boys back home. On the last day of his life, Sean Thompson ends another radio broadcast, leaving his audience wanting more. Keep up the good work, Sean. Thank you. Boy, does that mean I'm going to get blown up like Lefty Rosenthal? It's all right. I got an Eldorado. I bid on it at Donnelly Auctions. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. You know, um, you were exactly right about something that when uh, those uh, Republican con artists were talking about uh, getting into and, and uh, getting into the house and cleaning things up and yeah. using the power of force and doing they you were right because I was tra- being like real positive. You said, "Oh, don't expect any of that. Did anything good come out of it?" And you were exactly right. They're just lying, scumbag con artists because they haven't turned anything around. There was all kinds of low hanging fruit with the way the uh, Democrats were p- thrown through all kinds of stuff without voting for it. They were just oh, pushing the- it through. Oh, the railroad. The railroad, the 27 million and change. It's closer to 28 million a year. And the Republicans get 40% of it. 
60% goes to the Democrats, 40% goes to the Republicans. You see, what we have in this system is open bribery. It's open and it's notorious. These politicians don't represent any of us. They represent the pimps that line the pocket of the whore. This is the game. And the fact you that are these, exactly com- right. these railroad companies, the idea that you were, they were allowed to, number one, put five, five of these containers in a row is outrageous. But then their answer, as they're all standing around with their pot bellies and their sexually frustrated wives at home, hoping they got to work overtime, they decide to light it on fire? You fracking morons. That's enough for me. And who's going to pay? And by the way, once they do find the railroad, let, let, let's say they, they have some like a, a big Pfizer uh, fine or like comment, who gets the money? The very government that sold them the right to do this in the first place. In there lies the problem. Even when they act like they're representing the people, they profit. And like the Stooges in Illinois, you're going to get a rate hike on your comment bribery for the, for the tiny midget mafia led by Madigan. It's disgusting. Hey, Sean, yeah. I got one, one point on the, the, all these batteries that they basically uh, that go bad and they have to take and do something with. Those are a super monumental, um, e, um, what do you call it, environmental menace. And that's another one. These people are all making money the EPA, on killing us and poisoning, poisoning our planet. The EPA doesn't care if you pollute. They just want to fine you and profit from it. That's the system of corruption. And the EPA, what good are they? What good are you? None. You incentivize by consumption. You let the consumer decide who to buy it from and who follows the right procedures. But the government knows it has willful slaves. After all, they pay their rent. What are you going to do? You're going to back talk the guy pays your rent? Shut up. Vote Democrat. Even the guy with the diaper and the, and the dementia. You'll get used to it. 312-642-5600. <laughs> I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Fly me to the moon. There's my guy. Let me I've got three TVs. Three! In Studio Xanadu. Senator Dianne Feinstein says she will not run for re-election. She's 4,000 years old with her speed racer hairdo. And by the way, it's another thing. None of these old bastards took the vaccine. Not a one of them. If they did, we'd have a lot of vacant offices. Let's go to one of these handsome devils. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Let me thank the Biden administration for work that they have already done. They're asking to have them help us uh, in the closure of the disposable e-cigarette loophole. As a ch- That's Sheila Jackson Lee who makes Maxine Waters look like Cindy Crawford. In the meantime, she's celebrating no more e-cigarettes. Ooh, because it's bad for you. What about the uh, vinyl chloride? Not so much? You don't want to talk about that, Sheila? Chair of the Congressional Children's Caucus, the administration's work in curtailing youth e-cigarette use Yeah, they care about the kids. Like when they're stoking up the pay for their communist teacher union. By the way, I couldn't help but notice I was listening to the news. With uh, Lori Lightfoot, whose hairdo confuses me, along with so many other things. 8,400 teachers make over $100,000 a year and will be affected by the other socialist new tax in Chicago. Good for you! Good, you rat bastards. Don't worry, you didn't earn the money anyway. Set on your big fat asses eating cake while the kids can't read. One in 20 can do math. Let's give the teachers. We just need more money. Getting sick and tired of this, pretending it's anything other than an absolute money laundering scam. 
also known as America. Matt, South Bend, Indiana, you were the beneficiary of Mayor Pete's leadership. How did it turn out, Matt? He actually uh, allowed me to get my exercise during the snow time because I did my own plowing, had my own snowblower, oh. didn't even take care of it. seemed like we had, you know, residential, but we also had uh, nursing homes nearby. But for some reason, they always missed us. Oh. So not too happy. Also understanding this last weekend was so nice, went canoeing. And now just to think about, gosh, what if someone's in the water there and all my brothers that we go canoeing with we had a bad connection, uh, Matt, terrible connection. But you have to understand, on snow days, Mayor Pete likes to put on his footy pajamas, drink some hot, ch- hot chocolate, and snuggle. He wasn't out with the rest of the boys shoveling. Oh, no. He likes snuggling with hot chocolate. Roger, Roselle. Roger? Roger. Hello. Yes. Hey. Hey, Sean. Love your show. Uh, this, I'm a first-time caller. This is actually the, um, well, I, I wanted to bring up the topic of EMPs. And I'm sure you're aware of electromagnetic pulses yeah. and what they could do to... Yeah, I'm expecting one States. soon. Yes, I'm aware of them. Well, I, I mean, it, I'm wondering if any of these bozos are thinking about what might be hanging from one of these balloons that we're blowing up. Uh, 20, 40,000 feet above. I'm wondering uh, that they know. know what's hanging from them, and they were bribed like the, the election thief, Joe Biden, to sit there and be a Manchurian candidate for the Chinese Communist Party. It's the only reason I can think why they've not only bought senators and congressmen, but colleges where they've donated hundreds of millions, if not billions, to these assets of communism, these indoctrination centers that taught the kids to bow down to their government supremacists. So I'm wondering a lot of things, but one thing's for certain. At least it's nice and toasty. It was cold here last night. I slept with pajamas on, and it gets down to about 64. It's very cold, so I'm going to be all right. All right. Well, hey, by the way, I really like your interviews, too, so thanks, Sean, for all all the information. Roger, I want you to hang on because I know what it's like to be a first-time caller. Hang on. Roger gets a shirt. Uh, That's what I want us to know this is for us if you're in on the mafia this isn't for you if you're one of those fat asses that sits on o'hare pretending to be a plow guy and all shut up go wait for your pension and then move down here and pretend to be a man like the rest of us this is for the working men and women of america this is for those of us who in spite of the government manage to thrive and build a life not because we're in on the scam let the scam artists live amongst themselves and i'm going to cover more of that Where do you hear what's coming up? That'll be after this break. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. If everybody who worked in government had the character of my next guest, this country would be the way it is supposed to be. He always fought for the righteousness and principles of Americanism as a former federal prosecutor. Among other things, I remember him in the SNL litigation. 
He also is the author of Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Problems. He is John O'Connor. How are you, John? Thank you for joining me again. Hey, Sean. Great to be with you. I think of you often. And I mean that because um, I have absolutely no faith in the uh, American government we're currently being ruled by. In fact, at every point I look at, it just is complete, open and notorious pay-to-play. From everything we see in the railroad cover-up of of what is a disaster that is not natural, but is bigger than any natural disaster this country's ever faced, and you realize that this is part of, once again, money into politics, as the railroad companies have been bribing politicians for decades, to the tune of $28 million a year, twenty-seven five, whatever it is. And then you look at the government that has appeared to be awful weaponized. One of the most obvious cases is what we see in the treatment of the former president and vice president, as opposed to the only president we know is directly linked to the Chinese Communist Party. How does this happen? Well, you know, again, it's money, because when you talk about partisanship and all that, it really leads back to money. If people were straight up and didn't care about making their fortune in the government off of the public till, then, you know, you'd find a lot of fairness in government. I mean, people would normally uh, not seek their private interests, uh, but that's what they do. And Adam Smith said that whenever you have people that supposedly are working for the public good, the temptation is for them to work for the private good. But on the other hand, people working for the private good end up by end up doing by the invisible hand the work of of uh, benefiting all of us uh, by allocating resources. Right. And what we have here is we have a bunch of people that whose career is in government. Look at Joe Biden. What's he ever done? What what skill does he have? And he's been in government this whole time. And it's always about how to how to get something for himself. And it's amazing, Sean that a guy like this who's made a government salary all these years has got three houses, and one of them's a DuPont mansion, and one's a place at Rehoboth Beach that's pretty darn big. And, you know, he's, he's, he's living large, and, uh, gee, on a government salary, isn't that great? You know, John, the arrogance that I walked around with for the large part of my life of being an American is because this particular government is supposed to prevent what we are seeing It is undeniable in the year 2023 that these bureaucracies, regardless of their synonyms, are weaponized against the people who talk of law as the shield. And the FBI, what I'm seeing, is outrageous. And the only answer my brain can come to is that the FBI needs to be completely stripped down, rebuilt, and or just simply defunded in the meantime, because... You know, when you come on, I know I'm supposed to talk about the specific witch hunt. But did you ever think in your life, and you were through the 70s, and all of the scandals of the 80s, and the bastardization of principles in the 90s, did you ever think you would see a time when you have this kind of persecution politically that is approved by the American government and the so-called Department of Justice as they are targeting non-Democrats, anybody who speaks up against the open and notorious Corruption in the Democrat Party. Well, that's the difference between there is a big difference between those decades and now. The FBI was always straight. That's what happened on Watergate. The the FBI wouldn't fold. And when they uh, Nixon White House tried to push them around the FBI around, 
Deep Throat went to the garage, only to get publicity, not to take down Nixon. He wasn't really partisan here. In fact, he liked Nixon quite a bit. He just didn't want his investigation restricted. Uh, so you contrast that. And, uh, you know, and presidents really always had problems with Hoover because he didn't do what they wanted. He didn't uh, carry their political water for him. And that was every president had that complaint about Hoover. Now we have an FBI that's figured, hey, the easy way out of this is to do what the president wants, especially if it's a, a party that is willing to play ball. And so you have James Comey stocking his top ranks with partisans to help Hillary out. They think they're going to help Hillary win, and then they'll all be covered in glory and money when she gets in there and is dispensing her goodies. Well, I mean, Donald Trump came along and kind of put a monkey wrench in that. But nonetheless, the FBI was corrupted. And Comey had the opportunity to put a lot of people in power in the good parts of the uh, FBI that were partisans. And so then promotions happen based upon your partisanship. And that's where we are today. Now what you have, I've talked to guys my age, my era, who say we never would have raided Roger Stone's house in a paramilitary fashion. We wouldn't have done a lot of the things that they're having the FBI do now. Back in 1971, Sean, they told the FBI, Nixon told the FBI, and they liked Nixon, we want you to go round up thousands of demonstrators on the anti-Vietnam May Day. And the FBI said, no, you know, we're not going to do that. That's political. That's These are civil rights uh, uh, demonstrators. Uh, you know, do it some other way, but we don't think we're going to get involved in a political melee. And that's the way the FBI used to be. Now, gee, you want to raid uh, Roger Stone and his 68-year-old wife and uh, it early in the morning with an amphibious assault squad. Sure, we'll do that. Now, come on now. What are you doing? This is all political. It's shameful. You talk to FBI agents, they'll tell you it's shameful. And, uh, you know, so what do we have? We have guys like Andrew McCabe, who made a meteoric rise uh, and is just really a junior guy vaulted into prominence. Why? Because he's playing ball. His wife gets 600 and some thousand dollars to run for office from, from Hillary. And he's right there, boy. So it's, you know, it's, now it's, he's it's, on. This is for yeah. all of us to read and all of us to see. And, you know, John, I'm, I'm reflecting on when you're becoming an, an adult is the moment you realize there is nobody protecting you. But the, but the truth is what you need to be honest, have integrity and move forward in life. But then there's also another point when you start to grow up and you start to deal with government. You realize it's just a word made up with people those people are more corruptible than the people not in government. And that is why we have a system where we are supposed to be able to restrain the only entity in this country to have restraints on it, the government, yet they are unfettered. And now we are at a point where both Republicans and Democrats feel that the problem is there's just not enough money in it. And, John, at what point do the good lawyers the good doctors, the good scientists, the good Americans stand up and say, we've had enough. You are now going to be stripped of all bribery, of all money into government. Is there, you can't, can you get elected by telling people, this is a beautiful lie, it's time for the ugly truth if you want to fix it, or we're just going to keep telling us lies as we devolve back into a third world country? Well, that's the battle that's raging today between darkness and light, Sean. I mean, uh, the the remedy 
uh, is obvious. We need to vote the right people in. But then look what happens when we have voting. Look what's happened to yeah. our electoral system. That's been, uh, you know, uh, corrupted, really. Um, you know, now you have guys out there harvesting votes and dropping things and Mark Zuckerberg's drop box as he takes over many election uh, commissions in various parts of the country, puts these drop boxes out. And what's to prevent people from dumping in a bunch of harvested votes that maybe are harvested from dead people or people in nursing homes? So it's a real battle. And then then and then when there is a problem, you expect the FBI to investigate. Well, you know, yeah. the FBI may not be on the straight and narrow. Now, I can't say that there's an equality here of corruption, because remember, uh, Trump comes into office. The FBI's already been weaponized against him sure. as he's coming in. So so it, it, it'd be one thing if if uh, the FBI bet with the political win, that would be bad. But it, but they don't do that. They're they're all on the team. The team of the bureaucrats are all Democrats. The FBI now are all Democrats. And everybody's trying to outshine one another and get the goodies. And uh, it's just really too bad because I think there's a lot of there are a lot of honest Democrats. They just don't happen to be the ones that well, get selected for these things. I don't know. You know, I, I agree to a certain extent. But, do you know, John, I, I don't even call myself a Republican because I feel it's a duopoly of mafia. That's how I recognize this government. And to turn to my abuser for help is not something I'm good at. But ultimately, you have to have currency if you're going to ask for righteousness. The opposing side has to understand that you have currency. You have an ultimatum. In this country, you're, you're a student of law. In this country, the law as my shield, if it, if it recognizes, it was kind of set up to break apart if the entity of Washington, D.C. were to become corrupted. I believe we are beyond repair. At what point do the good people in the good states, because when you were talking about voting, that's only prevalent in mafia states like Illinois. They like it that way. They're all in on the scam. The good people have already started to move out. There's, a, there's an influx from New York, New Jersey, California. So it's really happening. And I want it to be peaceful. I have no illusions of a war. I'm anti-war. But ultimately, is law my shield the way I believed it to be? Is it in our fabric to say, the political bands that bind us, it is time to break them? You want to live like in a ghetto of New York or New Jersey or Chicago or Philly or California? Then do it. Go our own way. Can we do that? Or do I have to pretend that somewhere, somehow, the Lone Ranger will come down, John Wayne will be resurrected, and there will be a savior? Isn't it the law that's my savior? Well, it should be. Uh, and I, I think it's bad to think that we have reached the point where we have to have a revolution. I hope that's not we're not there. And I hope we can do it the right way. And, of course, if we do have any anything like that, if people lose so much faith that they re rebel against the government, to a certain extent, it's OK if the rebellion takes the uh, form of you know, peaceful protest and, uh, you know, political action. That's what should happen. And I think there are a lot of people that get fed up, and that's that's where they're going. I hope we don't get to the point where we have to have a, a violent revolution. But I'm afraid of that because there's such a feeling of hopelessness in this country that uh, we are playing with fire. We're becoming a third-world place is really exactly. what we're doing. And I'm from you Chicago. Know, and, it's already a third-world place. You know, we have a, a slumlord that throws millions of dollars behind 
politicians and he gets his way and he manages and controls the vast majority of Section 8 housing. Then we have another one come up. Tony Resco went to prison. His greasy son took his place in these sewers of corruption. That seems normal. So I decide, okay, I'm out of here. And I go to Florida along with millions and millions of other people from New York, New Jersey, Philly, and all the rest of that. But ultimately, the goal of the mafia isn't to be content with the money laundering system in these Democrat areas. It's to then take over the federal government. Joe Biden is the face of that mafia, and it is working. We are spending more. There's no end in sight. And he, he can bald face lie to the people. And there's only talk radio and a few hosts on a very few stations that push back against it. But I don't want violence in any way, and I mean this. I always thought, and I'm, I'm down in Florida, there is a secession movement already. I'm not the first to say it. In fact, there's a movement between 11 states who are constantly fighting the Joe Biden administration as they fought the Trump administration towards the end. At a certain point, do we have a case to have a peaceful, because we've been in this Cold War of a revolution for the last 40 years, it's a bipartisan duopoly that cast us into numerous endless wars, and we're in the middle of another one. And we don't even get to talk about it. Now we're openly censoring people like me and others. Can we do it, in your opinion, by saying our state has decided we want to break away? Is there a way to do that peacefully, in your opinion? Well, well I don't think so. And I think we fought the Civil War over it, and uh, the whole idea is to try to keep the Union. Um, now... <laughs> I think I think you've got a real problem here, as we say, because the we, we have a corruption uh, that's endemic to the system. Yeah. And if it stays there, we're all we're we'll stay together and we're just going to go down together. We're going to have to everybody's going to be taxing all the people that are productive are going to get taxed. And you brought up Tony Resco. You know, Tony Resco. You know, I, uh, he showed himself that uh, he showed his guy that he was a political power because he brought a certain United States senator to, no, to heal no. on a couple of occasions, of course, as we know. And then it just so happens that Tony Resco's wife uh, somehow decides to buy this uh, little plot of useless land next to the uh, home of the yeah. new home of a, of a senator. You know, so there we are. Uh, you and know, at the title company, John, I'm a real estate broker originally at the title company. They perform an assemblance without an okay of the of the city, without an okay of the county. They they marry the pin numbers, which cannot be. I've tried to do this legitimately. Very very difficult. They did it at the closing table, John. And this is the sewer of Chicago. This is what they like. They like it this way. But that's fine. Let the city. The city's been a sewer for decades. We've been pretending it is. But if you now turn that into extortion of the people of integrity the honest people, then we have to do two things. We have to call it the USSA and change it to the extorted states. And I'm fine with that, but let's admit what we are. Because this false pride in liberty, justice for all, unalienable rights, the last three years, in a bipartisan fashion, has shown us that's an absolute lie. Well, the problem is it really gets back down to corruption. I mean, yeah. you have... Um you know, Jimmy Carter's brother getting bought off by our big enemy at the time, Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah. We have Tony Resco coming in with money from the oil for food program directly from who's, who's uh, you know, Hussein. And now we have our president of the United States have has a son that is given has been given buckets, loads of money by China. And I think China might be a rival. Uh, last time I heard 
And uh, it looks like Joe Biden is not really uh, being very forceful with him. And, uh, you know, and, and, and look at Albania. Albania, um, uh, Joe Biden has been very soft on the dictator of Albania because his son is tied up with his top corrupt advisor. And, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, we're sanctioning. I need prosecutors like you. Where am I going to get prosecutors like you? Well, that's the problem. Uh, you know, I asked uh, James Comey uh, where the FBI is these days, and now Merrick Garland, what he's doing to get good prosecutors. And, you know, uh, and now look at the guys that are named as special counsel. They're not exactly like we used to have as special counsel who operated without fear or favor. You're going to find these guys. Uh, one guy is going to watch uh, uh, Biden, that is to say this um this fellow, Robert Hur is going to whitewash Biden. And the other guy, J- uh, Jack Smith, is going to go after uh, Trump and find some little knickknack to get him at, uh, get him on. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. It's a tough position we're in there, really, in spite of the fact that you're not a Republican. And I'm not a big fan of a lot of stuff that Republicans do. Yeah. But at least Republicans are on the side of the like Sarah Huckabee said the other and it was a good line. There are there are normal people and then there are the crazies. And mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of moderate Democrats who, if they got their information correctly, would be more moderate Republicans. And I think that I hate to say it, but it is not symmetric warfare here. The Republicans are do not use the same tactics that the Democrats do. But we need Republicans in office. I'm not. Look, I, I no, grew I, up to be I, a John, Democrat I, and. I just call them a mafia. I don't even call them a Democrat party. They hide in the Trojan horse of a political party. That being said, I think that, you know, a lot of Republicans are Democrats. Donald Trump is a, is a, is a true Democrat to the, to the way in which John F. Kennedy was a Democrat and Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. I understand the nuance, but until we make people recognize there is no Democrat party today, there is a mafia. There is a mafia and then yeah. there's, there's others. The Republicans fit in that other category. And that's, you know, I want them to win. I want the others to win. But at the same vein, I recognize who Kevin McCarthy is, a liaison who was, you know, brought up through a, a congressman as his number one guy in the office, the guy who was in charge of Rubbergate that you're well aware of when they were bouncing checks and the people made it up. But I want it to correct itself. And if we don't have a threat of leaving, because after all, John, we make the world go around. The Democrats that make money make it because they're in the mafia. The other people who make money in the honest economy, the private economy, they're not Democrats. So I think it's time to say we're going to take our honesty, our integrity, and our true economy and go our own ways. And until we do that, I think we're going to be lost. But in the meantime, I know that I can hear you at the Mysteries of Watergate podcast. Where else can the people read your – because you write articles all the time. Where else can they go? Well, the best place to go is postgatebook.com. My book, Postgate, the reason I wrote Postgate, as well as the Mysteries of Watergate – was to talk about the media. There are a lot of really good people out there who are getting their information from a, from bad sources, and we could unite this country if we had a good media. Yeah. But the, but people are getting their information uh, on CNN and the Washington Post and the New York Times that just ain't so, uh, and uh, and that's what really needs to be reformed. And hopefully, um, you know, those papers will lose eyeballs and the uh, the. Uh, Media will lose eyeballs on their on their very stance, and people will start getting straight. CNN is at least making noises about getting straight here. We need a straight media here, Sean, and I think you would agree with that. Oh, and if absolutely. we do that, do that, 
now you're talking about 60% of the or 70% of the people really don't like this stuff that's going on. If they really had the real insight into what was really happening, people are still fooled into thinking that, you know, gee, uh, you know, uh, Trump's Trump's uh, classified documents oh, it's that are, start, are are just as are just the same as Biden keeping presidential briefings for six years and being financed by the Chinese. Not uh, my people, but you my you get yeah you get your yeah you get your, your and then people say oh well Trump had there were weather balloons around there were these spy balloons when Trump was in office no there weren't no. Uh, the the. Uh, intelligence was reporting these things as UFOs, not as Chinese spy balloons. Uh, and no one during Trump's administration had a gigantic spy balloon in the sky no. that anybody could take a picture of. No, that uh, was so- just J.B. Pritzker. It was our governor, and he was paragliding. In the meantime, I've got good news for you. I'd like to leave on a good note. Diane Feinstein, at 146 years old, after 30 years of having a Chinese spy driver around, she decided not to run. She's going to retire her speed racer hairdo, which is good for you as a Californian. Why don't you run for that office I'll help you, as you always help me. I want to thank you for making yourself available, John O'Connor. Thank you so much. Well, well thanks. I wish I wish we had somebody like a young Diane Feinstein back here in California, because that's the, as good as we're going to get here in this state. <laughs> and I'm, I'm worried about Adam Schiff coming in for Diane Feinstein. No, not a good trade. We're no. trading Steph Curry for you John know, a player O'Connor. to be named later. Senator John O'Connor. Let's start it right now. Come on. You could do it. In the meantime, I'll be listening. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you. Take care, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. We uh, bring it down to the sewer in Chicago. Businessman lands big deal with CTA, then helps Lightfoot's re-election effort. Compliments of the Chicago Sun-Times. First, let's take Robert, Michigan City, Indiana. Show off. Hey, Sean. Hi, Robert. Uh, great interview. Uh, I have something that, I have an article I'd like to mention pertaining to the FBI, and I have a second one that's just as disturbing. But first... They, uh, the new planned FBI building is going to be at least twice the size, the footprint as the Pentagon Pentagon, I believe is 29 acres. The article had said all the various sites, there's, they're, they're picking it out now, but they're all bigger than 60 acres. So the FBI lost $6 trillion with a T, $6 trillion in 20 years. Do you think the FBI's new building, they'll... Spend a little cubicle well, building it to for investigate us. where that money. Oh, it's for me and you. <laughs> oh yeah, and 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 honest. Not side note. If they get away with starting the war with Russia, you are. I, I fear you would be taken off the air. <laughs> and 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 I thank you ahead of time for all you've done because oh. that's how corrupt this government is. On to the second FBI article today. The Guardian, uh, Senator Wyden of all people, and it's almost like a joke. Because we knew back in the 90s during the World Trade Organization coming to Seattle what the FBI was up to then. We know what Ray Epps was up to on January 6th. Wyden is upset. And I'm going to read the title to it to you right now. You're going to you're going to go. I'm going to go on it in the next. Fears renewed. 
FBI abuse of power after informant infiltrates BLM protests. Whiten outraged that FBI had informants infiltrating BLM that were tied to starting the riots that were shown to instigate riots during the George Floyd episode. So they got their hands in everything. Yeah. And now do me a favor, Robert. I was only kidding. Don't ever pretend that the government buildings that are built with your tax dollars are yours, because if you show up at them, it will be called an insurrection. Robert, you know, what? on January. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And hey, I, I'm going to call again. But great. You're doing great. Keep oh, it up. They're going to come for you. You made my day. That's all right. I'll see you in the camps. I'd rather go down as somebody who fought against the Leviathan of corruption. We call our government something like this, for instance. This is compliments of the Chicago Sun-Times. Businessman lands a big deal with the CTA, then helps Lori Lightfoot's re-election effort. Real estate magnate L.Z. Higginbottom. Never heard of that guy, huh? Oh, I, I have. I've heard of him for a long time. He makes Tony Resco look honest. Uh, Higginbottom exploits a loophole in the city's ethics rule, donates $50,000 to an independent committee targeting mayoral challenger. Real estate magnate. LZ Higginbottom, his company is called East Lake Management. And that's when I said, hmm, I've heard of this company. In fact, I heard about it years and years and years ago. They've been operating for decades. A group of Chicago residents who say they've had enough. Enough with the broken windows, the half-painted hallways, and the elevators that don't always work. That's Allison Rosati, 15 years ago. And as NBC5's Carla Ebo shows us, those residents are making their voices heard loud and clear. Tenants living at 6001 South Vernon Avenue are furious about what they call unhealthy and unsafe conditions in their apartment building. They took their complaints straight to the people with the power, East Lake Management Company. Why you pray? 74-year-old Willie Mae Hester took us into the home she's lived in for more than 21 years. I'm a heart patient and also leukemia, and I have arthritis, sinus, name it. First problem are the windows. She says several don't close all the way. She has newspapers jammed between the window and the wall to keep the wind and rain out, but it's not enough. Then there's the toilet. The base is leaking water, and it floods into the living space. She has piles of area rugs covering the floor to absorb the moisture. I you know what that's called in the real estate business, Squirrel? You have any idea? Slum Lord. It's true. And it turns out the East Lake Management Company could be paid more than $23.5 million to secure properties along the route of the CTA's red line. Huh. Extending to 130th Street. Less than a month ago, the Chicago Transit Authority, whose leaders appointed were appointed by the mayor, announced a lucrative new contract with the company founded by prominent real estate magnate L.Z. Higginbottom. Also the root of the story, it titled Slumlord. Turns out, just a few weeks later, another company tied to Higginbottom gave $50,000 contribution to a new political fund created by a close ally of the mayor. And on Wednesday, that so-called Independent Expenditure Committee finally sprung into action, shelling out more than $70,000 to attack the socialist Brandon Johnson. I added the word socialist. That's how you like it. You like it like that. Now, how many of you fat-ass go-along-to-get-along Lori Lightfoot voters are going to vote for her again because you know that money laundering scheme called Chicago is going to kick out your retirement fund. Just do me a favor, all of you guys. Don't pretend you earned the money and don't come down here.
go to other Democrat sewers that would accept this kind of open and notorious bribery and corruption called Chicago, Illinois. Worse yet, the elevator, which tenants say breaks a couple times a week. Ah, you don't need it. Windows, In May, you don't need it. Hester, who uses Heating, an oxygen machine, had a routine doctor's visit. With no elevator, she had to walk down nine flights of stairs. That's okay. All that he had to do is sprinkle the infield. Just buy a couple of those 50 thieves called aldermen, a couple whores, all the way up to the mayor's office. The good news is he's been doing this for decades. Oh, he started out with the dimwit daily, short-in-the-pants Irish mafia member, all the way to the nine-fingered gangster, tiny little Rom. And what is the result of it all? What is the result? Yeah, the family and the village leaders here in Robbins are very direct in uh, calling on Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox to uh, move forward with charges. She going to charge anybody? No, she was paid for by another Democrat dark money scumbag by the name of Soros and every other rat. I wonder if uh, Eastlake or Higginbottom or any group attached to him gave money to Lori Lightfoot. That would be interesting. Because after all, she's not going to prosecute the criminals who are turning the once great city into a hellhole, third world hellhole. She's not going to go after this guy, for God's sakes. In fact, he gets money. It was Sunday afternoon, as 70-year-old Donald Carter Sr. was driving in his hometown of Robbins, that his car was hit with a stolen vehicle, ending in a violent crash that took his life. We lost a loved one. I've not seen one apology. Someone needs to apologize to this family for our loss. You know what this is, right, Squirrel? This is a follow-up to the story I played yesterday on this show. Now one family is grieving, and Robbins police investigators throughout the course of this investigation later determined that the vehicle that crashed into that victim was stolen. As you mentioned, the three people inside were three teenage boys. Tonight, Robbins police investigators assessing the scene of a crash that tragically killed a man. One witness described the seconds that led to this deadly destruction. A group of boys, maybe teenagers, stole a vehicle. The guy was coming out of his... Um... Turns out these are the Kia boys, Squirrel. These are 13-year-old CPS students that the society is paying 28000 a year to pretend they can read when they can't or do a math problem. And now that they've caught them, they've caught the Kia boys... Guess what Kim Fox did? Day, his family is bewildered as to why 13-year-old boys arrested by Robbins police at the scene were allowed to walk out of jail after 24 hours and back into their parents' custody. 24 hours? And they, they walk? Because they'll get away with killing this man. A man who, if there were, they lived to be a thousand years, these 13-year-old gangbanger scum, aren't worthy to kiss his ass. And they walk. Welcome to Utopia, 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. This story aggravates the hell out of me, but it sums up every problem in that sewer. Once a great city, now just a ghetto of corruption. I don't care if they are kids. They did wrong. They are known, apparently, in the south suburbs as being the Kia kids. They've been stealing cars for a while. And this Wait, didn't Lori Lightfoot during the debate blame Kia and Hyundai? It's their fault, not the kids' fault. Sure it is, you stupid morons. This was bound to happen. Someone's life has been taken 
because someone didn't act upon the Kia kids. Carter was a retired mechanic, the father of six children, according to his family. Police say that his car was hit at a high rate of speed by those three young teen boys. The father of six kids raised the kids. These are his kids that are destroyed. And these three scallywags, scumbags, low-life, welfare roaches will continue to be what they are. After stealing the vehicle they were in. We've come up against a culture that's matched against social media and defiance. And since there's no punishment, they're going to continue what they're doing. There has to be a change. Now, with all due respect, officer, you're against the society that rewards the scum in it. This is why you're at this point. And this is just the beginning. But I do like the idea that he's outraged. Oh, this must be a race thing, Squirrel? No, no, no. Everybody in the story is of the same race. In the law. Robbins police say they have done everything by the book, holding the teens for the maximum 24 hours while waiting for the Cook County State's Attorney's Office to sign off on a search warrant and get charges against the teens approved. In my opinion, the problem is in Cook County, and probably throughout the state, but I can speak for Cook County, um, right now people are not being held accountable for what they're doing. And if there's no punishment that, that deters a person from doing something, then they will continue the same activity. Bring- he sounds like me. In fact, they're rewarded. And those kids who everyone knew were the Kia boys are responsible for how much destruction and mayhem. How do you quantify it? By putting their worthless asses in prison for the rest of their natural lives. That's how. Maybe you'll save the next 70-year-old father who is but a footnote in the story of a once great city, now a ghetto of destruction run by the mafia. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's amazing when you think of the supporters of eco-Nazism. Arguably, Chicago has one of the best weathermen, Tom Skilling. Arguably one of the best. Do you know why he's the best? Because he's right about 48% of the time. That's what makes the best meteorologist. It's almost a joke. It's almost laughable. The eco-Nazi movement has never been right. For over 70 years, their predictions of chaos, the sky is falling, global freezing, global warming, all a fraud. Yet here we are in the year 2023 when a government that can't get anything right somehow has the power of taxation over CO2, a building block of photosynthesis. How did this happen? Through corrupt gangster government. What will be the future? The continued lie of eco-Nazism is the certainty. There's something called ESG. Now, in America of yesteryear, built on principles and rights, this would be laughable. But in the new USSA, this is what you need to be worried about. My next guest is a specialist in this. His name is Joel Griffith. He's a research fellow at the Thomas A. Rowe Institute for Economic Policy Studies at the Heritage Foundation. Joel, thank you for joining me. How are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Joel, I'm livid, babe. Livid. I mean, there's no objective reality. These idiots who are describing 
an emergency that isn't an emergency. It's a profiteer system that a carnival barker wishes he thought up are winning. Why? Uh, well, you put your finger on something very important. This isn't about resolving a problem, namely climate change. Um, this, uh, we see people on the left that are using this supposed problem as a means to encourage a concentration of even more power in the hands of government and a select few individuals. And, of course, there's a lot of money to be made for a few because the businesses that are making their money off of this climate alarmism, that's a very select few. Meanwhile, all of us end up paying the bills. And a lot of us don't even notice that we're already paying for the politicians that have given into this alarmism. You know, our energy costs would already be lower. Our production costs, goods and services would be far lower than they are today if we wouldn't have embarked on this decades-long experiment with hysteria, uh, we would be better off today than we are. You know, it's funny, Joel. Um, there seems to be no fact that can wake up the eco-Nazis from their coma. I mentioned um, Chicago's very own Skilling as a weatherman. His brother, Skilling, was a con artist in Enron, also took advantage of bad policy, destroying arguably the best state the world has ever seen in california they use this in spite of rolling blackouts man-made droughts choking off tens of millions hundreds of millions of people from the quality of life that other states were able to enjoy and still do yet we're going to follow the path of the eco-nazis in california as they destroy the quality of life throughout our, our country is there an objective fact that can be used to wake them of their coma. Will the man-made disaster that is arguably worse than Chernobyl that we see in, in Ohio help, in your opinion? Well, I think most people still are not aware of the extent of the scammer that exists. Think about the carbon credits, for instance. If oh. you want to zero out the emissions that you're responsible for, guess what? You can go ahead in your company, and some states are requiring this, can go ahead and purchase credits with somebody else. Well, how do you get those credits? In effect, you pay other people not to produce, and that's counted as an emission reduction so that you can take your flight. And what this looks like in reality is that you end up with middlemen that end up paying, for instance, lumber um, companies not to produce the lumber. They pay the lumber companies not to tear down the trees that would make it actually more affordable for us to build houses or furniture. This is already happening and those on the left want to do this on a massive scale, and there are going to be some crony capitalists to go right along with it because there's a lot of billions to be made from trading carbon emissions, just like there's billions to be made from trading either Dogecoin or anything else that we develop an appetite for. But, Joel, isn't this our fault? Because I couldn't help but notice you said crony capitalists. What you really mean are Republicans. Republicans have partook in this shenanigans, this fraud for decades, it's called ethanol. And we have ignored the economic turmoil and cost to the base product of food in corn. We pretend it helps things. It destroys everything. It's an absolute fraud and a scam and a pay-to-play scheme. But there was no real pushback from the Republicans. In fact, it still goes on to the tunes of hundreds of billions of dollars. And the Republicans got used to the lie and the fraud and ethanol. Isn't this the natural progression of that original scam isn't ESG what, just a product of ethanol? What well, you are right that this is not just the Democrats have been promoting this crony capsule, it's in Republicans as well. And for 
Uh, those I think most of us are familiar with ethanol were required to include a certain comp- percentage of our gasoline needs to be ethanol, which is derived from corn. And in effect, a few farmers become very wealthy off of this because now we've driven up demand for their corn. But guess what? That means higher food prices for us. It actually means higher beef prices for us because it turns out cows eat a lot of corn, as do chickens. So this has been going on for years. I think the spotlight is now being shined on this. But what's different is now the left wants to accelerate this. It's going beyond just crony capitalism to actually trying to put fossil fuel companies out of business. And banks now are in on this. And what you see with ESG, you see a lot of corporations that do stand to benefit immensely. They're doing things that the government, those that are on the left, wish they could do, but they don't have quite enough support yet in Congress to do it because the ideas are so radical. So what they're doing now is they're working behind the scenes and now very publicly to get banks, for instance, to say, by the year 2040, we're going to be completely net neutral carbon emissions. This means that over time, these banks are going to be discriminating against companies, not just that are producing the fossil fuels, but companies that are actually using those types of products. They're not even hiding this anymore, what the end goals are. You know, Joel, the other thing they're not hiding is that the American government is the perpetrator of the true climate crimes. By their definition, our government brags. Now, granted, the people who support them are the these students that they've managed to blend in with the rest of the kids as they drag down the uh, education level, but they brag as they blow up Nord Stream 2, one of the largest disasters man-made again. Our government blew up a pipeline, well, well, let the natural gas go into the thing. We've, we're the ones that are funding the weapons that are look, blowing up Europe. It's insane to me. Well, look, on Nordstrom, too, the, the gas line, of course, that runs from Russia, that did run from Russia um, into Europe, into Germany. We don't yet know who blew that up. But we do know that that was a man-made disaster, and we do know that that had a dramatic impact on prices. And what we saw happen with Nordstrom, which may have been sabotage. It may have been an accident. We don't oh, I wish. know the details of yeah, that. I'm from, I'm from an Italian neighborhood. I'll the, bet you on this, the, brother. I'll bet the, you. The, the, bottom line, the bottom line is that whether, it's, whether we're talking about an act of war that is uh, harming infrastructure or whether we're doing it to ourselves like we're doing right now and shutting down coal, shutting down refineries. Look at the Northeast. Why is it that people in Massachusetts are being tripled from natural gas compared to people in Ohio? It's because the left wing has blocked pipelines that could be built in just two years that could bring down natural gas heating and cooling prices to the northeast we're already sabotaging ourselves people are already paying for it and i think you're doing a great job with actually informing people how their lives are already being impacted and how much worse it can get if these banks these financial institutions and if the leftists in congress have their way has the system of um bribery for mediocrity been placed so strategically that uh, the large part of our society, the part that uh, has their life paid for by government, simply doesn't care about the fact? Have we been pulled into that Kantian alternative universe where there is no objective reality, um, in your opinion? Or is this scam something so obvious that the American people will stand up, in your opinion? I'm I'm curious to know how you see the future Mm. happening. Well, I think we've become very complacent. We've begun to think that this level of prosperity that we have with just the ability to take a flight cross-country to visit family or go on vacation or to actually have two vehicles in a family and have our homes cooled in the summer and have big homes on top of that. I think a lot of us have forgotten what actually made that possible. And it's not just free markets, of course. It's also being able to tap into abundant energy and allowing these markets 
to, to work. And as we've moved forward now over the last 10 to 20 years, we're becoming a lot more like Western Europe. And I know we love seeing those glitzy pictures of Western Europe, but the fact is the typical family in Western Europe, because they've been dealing with ESG by other names with this renewable um, crusade they've had, those families are earning twelve to $15,000 less per year on average than our middle-class families here. And now we're beginning to see that pain. And I think yeah. it's time. People need to wake up and understand um, you know, what the ultimate objective is. The banks aren't hiding it. We talk about bribery. Bribery is the unlawful taking of money. We have right now where companies are just openly, openly lobbying Congress, lobbying state and local politicians. They're pocketing the cash. Think about the solar industry, for instance. This is oh, not just in Democrat states. This is happening down scam. south as well. Yeah. Where where they were uh, where these companies passed legis- got the legislation to pass the legislation that allowed people to take out twenty and thirty thousand dollar assessments on the property for these inefficient solar panels and then homeowners realizing they go to sell their homes wow we've got another thirty thousand dollars worth of debt on this home and of course another buyer doesn't want it because nine times out of ten the solar panels are woefully inefficient but guess what a lot of millionaires are minted by ripping off. Middle-class oh, yeah. families and my taxpayers, not just in Democrat states, but Republican states as well. You know, Joel, um, this is because of, of a certain acceptance of a fraud that the American people have. It's something where now you see the Republicans who are afraid to touch Ponzi schemes and socialist redistribution that doesn't really redistribute wealth. It just adds a tax, something like Social Security and Medicaid. They're now running and afraid to talk about the truth. When you see that the bastardization of climate change has managed to label carbon dioxide, a fundamental principle of photosynthesis, as a pollutant, how long before Republicans and other people are afraid to take on that rather than recognize this was passed by Democrat judges under the Barack Obama administration, the most corrupt administration up until Joe Biden, that judges somehow took carbon dioxide and made it a pollutant, and yet I don't see any groups fighting to remove that yoke of lie, that yoke of tyranny from our judicial system. Why are so few people willing to have that argument? Excellent point. So Congress empowered the Environmental Protection Agency to regulate pollutants. Now, carbon dioxide is not listed as a pollutant. The EPA took it upon themselves to regulate it as such because they believe it's, or they say they believe that it causes climate change and global warming. Now, Congress has had the opportunity for years. And when we had a Republican Congress, Republican Senate, Republican president, Congress could have, with a simple piece of legislation, clarified that they indeed did not give the EPA the power to regulate CO2. And guess what? Congress did not move on that. And so the EPA is still pushing forward with these plans to regulate CO2 in spite of the fact Congress did not give them authority. But Congress had the power to clarify it, and they did not. And you got to ask yourselves, you had to ask yourself, why not? And, you know, the fact is you have a lot of so-called conservative environmental groups as well, which I'm happy to provide you information on after the show. Uh, but these so-called conservative environmental groups as well are saying that we have conservative solutions to climate change. We're going to allow the free markets to work. Well, what they mean by free market are subsidies and tax credits. And that's how that's working out in Texas, which, of course, is a red state. But Texas had rolling blackouts. As recently, I believe it was oh, last yeah. winter, in large part because the Republican legislators, legislators teamed up with the Democrats right. to pass renewable energy mandates yeah. in a Republican state. 
Because big oil was smart enough to divert themselves into the alternative to their oil. They don't want competition any more than anybody else does. Those are the corporatists you talk about. But I'm going to help you with something because I've been reading you for a while, and I know how smart you are. You're a man of letters. Well, thank you. You're at the Heritage Foundation. But I have the advantage of age and caginess on you. So I'm going to give you a little <laughs> lesson from a guy named Sean who grew up in a neighborhood, an Italian neighborhood outside of the west side of Chicago, where everybody else was named Vito, Tony, Joey, Michael, uh, and, and Vinny. So when you're named Sean, you were, I was like Cher in my neighborhood, but I got there by paying attention, and I was able to navigate the waters by being able to take a punch and spot a scam. I want you to hear something. It's likely. No, 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 not that. Where is it? If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Now, see my neighborhood. That's see Joe Biden's a gangster too. I speak gangster. I got fifty dollars, also known as half a choke, that the evidence will prove we blew up Nord Stream two. Do I have a wager with you? <laughs> well, look, I only bet on the stock market. All right, um, but I think good because you'd have lost fifty dollars. In the meantime, I look forward to buying you lunch. I may charge it back to you. I'll, I'll go into the bathroom when the check comes. An old neighborhood trick as well. In the meantime, Joel Griffith, thank you for always making yourself available, and thank you for the work you do with the Heritage Foundation. I can't wait to get invited to one of those think tanks. I'll help wear a sport coat, throw the whole place up for grabs. We have a deal? I would love to have you there, yes. Thank you so much. Joel Griffith of Heritage Foundation. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Love stinks. Love stinks. Valentine's Day. You're going to go out with your significant other, squirrel? Talk about a sexual deviant. My sympathies to that poor young girl. In the meantime, what, what you have in this show is somewhat, I guess, different than other radio shows. And the reason is, I don't care what liars think. I don't care what failures think. I don't care what Democrats think, in other words. Because that party has proven itself to be a cancer, a destructive, corrupt cancer, where people get used to the lies. I don't. I spot them. Joe Biden and the eco-Nazis pretend to care about things. They don't care about anything. The damage they've done, they relish it. They're not interested in the destruction because they become profiteers on the failure. That's what government is. It profits on its own failure. It's not interested in representing or stoking success. It looks to extort it because it makes the most money. It has the most power in failed areas. Just look at the sewer That was once a great city. Do you think they care about the 5 million vacant square feet of commercial real estate in the what used to be the financial district? They don't care. They're interested in turning it over to the corrupt slumlords. That's where their bread is buttered. But when they talk about this particular, this is their golden goose, eco-Nazism, because it is a control mechanism. Joe Biden and the Democrats don't care about the environment they create the destruction. That's what this is. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the the border of Ukraine 
again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Now, reporter asked, but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it by blowing it up. We blew it up. We hid under the ways we create destruction. Military. We hid under it. And it, nobody seems to care. But what about all the environment? It's likely to be the biggest burst of methane on record. Here, the gas can be seen bubbling up to the surface, following what is widely suspected to be sabotage of the underwater Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines. Now, the reason they don't care is because their premise is a lie. The floor of the ocean omits trillions of gallons of oil and natural gas anyway, and they know that their fraud is their mission statement of the environment. They know it's a lie, but they still perpetrated it. And no one looks. I look. Now, how do you silence a guy like me? Simple. The FCC. Who's in control of the FCC? A communist named Gigi Sowen. She was a communist. She was a Marxist. She was appointed by the most corrupt administration this country has ever seen. The dimwit in diapers, dementia faced Joe Biden. And she was rammed through. Now she hid. If you questioned her Marxism, if you questioned her censorship, it was because she was a homosexual. As if she had options. Take a look at Gigi Sowen. I don't know a caballero and I'm from an area where they're big on desperados. I don't know a desperado that would jump Gigi Sohn. So she hid under her homosexuality who she really is, a fascist, a Marxist, a government supremacist. And soon they will censor voices, as they already have, through big tech like me. It doesn't take much to imagine a partisan FCC going down a dark path of attempting to censor what we see, hear, read and ultimately think. See, but it's easier to censor me than have the discussion than for me to point out exactly what Joe Biden is, a gangster who committed an eco-terrorist act by blowing Nord Stream 2 with complete disregard for the environment. Methane is the main component of natural gas, and it's responsible for roughly 30 percent of the rise in global temperatures, causing environmental watchdog Greenpeace to sound the alarm. But they don't care. They didn't care when they blew it. They don't care as they give weapons to a corrupt country that not only steals money but commits other atrocities. As how many of our weapons were used to blow up gas refineries, oil refineries in Russia? Because we did that too. It wasn't the Ukrainians. After all, we had to send guys there to show them how to work a bazooka. Pull it out, point the dangerous end, and pull the trigger. Of course, that's what, it, what you get for weaponizing Nazis in the Azovs and the tornadoes. Let's all celebrate Stefan Bandera like Ukraine did instead of the new year. I don't miss a trick, gangsters. I'm here to kick your teeth in. I'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Whoa, I got to call do- Dr. Luma. I lost my fracking retainer in the end. She's got to set me off. I haven't been to the dentist since the 80s. Don't tell anybody it's coming. Now, 
for a trucker whose name sounds like the hotel suite at the Sybaris of Lori Lightfoot. He is Sloppy Worm on I-55. Sean, hey, what's going on? Not much, brother. Is Sean, there a I, uh, the Sybaris named Sloppy Worm that Lori Lightfoot used? Why do I think that's true? If there is, uh, then I think that I should be getting paid for it. I think so, too. All right, go ahead. What do you got? But, uh, two, two quick things. Uh, I'm not a trucker, but I do I do uh, work in the logistics industry, and I, I, I do not have social media at all, but I do uh, get my news from mainly uh, Telegram and you know, from your show and other various shows around here. Um, and I was just wondering if you heard anything about um, a, uh, a, a box van or a box truck carrying nitric acid. Isn't that supposed to be like going, uh, like apparently flipped over or something in Arizona. And I always thought that like materials like that are supposed to be in like tankers. Well, sloppy worm. We will. Uh, we have the best crack staff that that there is on it. I've got squirrel hands. They're little, but they're fast. We're going to have him look into the nitrous acid, if that's true. Boy, it's starting to sound like an attack, isn't it? Balloons. It, it, it's all, all, it's kinds all of too problems. coincidental. Yeah. It's all just too coincidental. To me. And, and we didn't uh, even go down also, the rabbit hole, which I believe, by the way, the 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 outrageousness of these food processing centers on fire, the the chicken farm. I mean. I don't know, Sloppy Worm, but I do know it's good to be incognito. I do think that will come in handy because Gigi Sowen is only a name I was talking about two years ago. You remember that, Squirrel? You remember when we did the whole expose on Gigi Sowen, a well-known Marxist lawyer? Oh, it's true. Neck deep in the Democrat Marxist mafia. She's now the chair of the FCC, which is kind of important if you don't want to have to do like Radio Free Tokyo. As such, our responsibility as senators is to make sure that an FCC nominee not only has the expertise to be an independent regulator, but also possesses good judgment and temperament. The nominee must be fair, ethical, and perhaps most importantly, honest. On all of these fronts, this nominee has failed to meet the standard. There is a reason why we are on our third nomination hearing for Ms. Soane. Both during this process and in her previous positions, she has shown herself to be a partisan who lacks the impartiality and candor necessary to serve in a leadership position at a powerful independent regulatory agency. And she has repeatedly displayed bad judgment and questionable ethics. She has associated herself repeatedly with Marxism. Now, you don't have representation. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this show and you're in a Democrat ghetto sewer, like Illinois, you don't have representation. But other people do. There are politicians that are putting up a fight to make sure this fascist, this propagandist for the Fourth Reich, Gigi Sohn, does not become the head of the FCC. It is crucially important that you support those people and you make your voices heard. This is what's important because you're living in a climate in this country where something is now acceptable. Censorship of speech to challenge the gangster government that is the Joe Biden administration, and every Democrat sewer where they are comfortable censoring information, information that has crippled your freedoms, where now it's normal to have the government take it away. Now it's normal to have the government continue to perpetrate an experiment that looks to be the cause of numerous deaths. Now it's normal to have a veterinarian who's the CEO of Pfizer have bodyguards where they shove reporters who ask questions. 
Hey, good morning, Mr. Albert Borla. Your company, Pfizer. Excuse me, don't push me. Do not touch me. Get that out of my face. Come on, journalists. Okay. No, you're not. James Lalino, Project Veritas reporter, standing outside the Conrad Hotel in Washington, D.C., where just a short while ago this morning, myself and one of my colleagues, one of our top undercover journalists, confronted Albert Borla, CEO of Pfizer. He did not want to answer any of our questions about Dr. Jordan Walker. Hey, good morning, Mr. Albert Borla. Your company. This is a young Pfizer. girl. Excuse me, don't push me. Mr. Albert Borla. Shoved by a fat ass potbelly security guard. Profiteer of over a trillion dollars from the American government in corruption. Also, an architect of the 2009 Research and Development Lab in Wuhan, China. Now, I uh, obviously can't stand Democrat mafia members. There are still some good people who recognize it's a mafia, and they've left. And they also have pointed out some uncomfortable truths. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. We don't get an argument. That's the information Gigi Sohn, in a very important position as head of the FCC, will make sure the American people don't hear. And all it took is one little election theft. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> Dumb and dumberer. She's qualified. Just ask Willie Brown. Now get off the table, tramp. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There's my guy. Now, Gigi Sohn is being embraced because she's a homosexual. I have to tell you something. The idea that these idiots can indict strangers because they of their sexual proclivities is outrageous. Let me tell you something. In my family, one of the most important people in my family who's no longer with us, I loved and miss all the time. He was gay. One of my closest friends, gay. I have no bigotry. I don't, I'm almost jealous. You mean to tell me I doubled my wardrobe and if I argue with you, I could punch you in the face? I'm jealous. I have no phobia of gay. As for Gigi Sohn, I didn't know. I just thought you were an ugly Dustin Hoffman like Jan Schakowsky. I didn't know. It doesn't matter to me if you're gay. What matters to me is you're a fascist pig. And you don't get to get slipped into office because of your sexual proclivities. Because if we were rewarding people on who they slept with and how good they were, I'd be the frickin' president every damn election. So sick and tired of these frauds hiding behind sexuality and race. But this is actually not about race. This is actually an issue of public safety. And if I call this, if I call this an invasion, sir, I'm not racist. I want to make sure that fentanyl doesn't indiscriminately kill any race, religion, color, or creed. Because fentanyl doesn't care where you're from. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. Fentanyl kills indiscriminately. A couple of years ago, of course, we had some problems, but it wasn't amplified to the level that we are seeing every single day. And the reason why we have to be careful with what we call and what we deem racist moving forward in the future is because we stop, we stop losing, we start to lose focus on what the actual problem is. That's the game of the fascists, the Fourth Reich, the modern day Fourth Reich. 
They feel they can create these Trojan horses of race and sexuality and hide their real agenda of collectivism and tyranny in it. I don't buy that. I'll argue with them on every point because I'm not a racist. I'm not a homophobe. I don't give a rip. I just want my country's principles back. For instance, my next caller, who I'm going to take, you know him as Cream Puff Jim. If we were homosexuals, I would still resent the fact that he breaks into the refrigerator and eats my food. I'd get to beat the hell out of him, and then we could kiss and make up on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Cream Puff. You too, pal. I was just thinking of motive. Everybody goes, what's the motive? What's the motive? What's the motive? Real quick, uh, I think it was Samuel Beckett who wrote Waiting for Godot and Carp's Last Tape. He wrote those, especially from this. In Paris, he's a young man. He's walking out of a saloon about 3 o'clock in the morning. A guy plunges a knife into his chest. He's rushed to the hospital. He's given the last rites. He miraculously pulls through, and he's, he's a month in the hospital. He, he gets up, and he looks at the paper, and he sees that the man's going to be in the docket that morning. So he rushes over to the, to the court and confronts the guy. He said, why did you stab me? And he shrugged his shoulders and <laughs> gave him a look like, I don't know, who knows? <laughs> but my point is, but he wrote, he, he had a career from that incident. You know, he wrote Caps Last Take, Wait for Godot. My point being that, uh, you know, we exhaust ourselves looking for motives. Jim's yeah, always profiteer of corruption. Now, in the meantime, Cream Puff Jim, yeah, are you married by any chance? Because when the government takes all of my money, I'd like for you and I to get married so I get half of that municipal pension. You well, all right with that? I, I tell you, I, I, I'm a widower. I'm a widower. I, I miss my wife desperately. In fact, yeah. she was in hospice at this time about oh. 15 years ago. That's terrible. Uh, young girl, young girl that had cancer. She was fabulous. Well, we see him again. Uh, and in the meantime, now she isn't offended by your big trousers. Are we okay? No, 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 no. She used to vote for Taps. She used to vote for Taps, and I used to roll my eyes every occasionally, you know. And I, she, I grow my eyes and go, well, I like Taps. That's okay. Yeah. He was a disgrace to the system. Here's a Republican lawyer, huge law firm, the biggest one. And when they asked him, why would you sign the COLA on the, on the pensions, he said, I didn't know how compound interest worked. Another big dumb. He, he saved the white sex, though. Anyway, thanks for teaching. Anytime, Cream Puff. Kathy Lockport. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Just want to say the censorship is nothing new. They're following the same old Nazi playbook that Hitler did uh, when he was coming to power. I don't know if you know this. And the Soviets and the Marxists and the communists, they all do it. Well, when when Hitler was doing it with Grubel's, Grubel's was his minister of propaganda. And they wanted to get the word out. They wanted to get the propaganda out to all the German citizens. Yeah. Who was the chicken farmer? Who was the chicken farmer that became one of the big Nazis? What's that? I don't know. I just heard this on this uh, hero. That's what happens under under fascists. You know what he did? You know what Grubel's did? He knew that he wanted to get the propaganda out. He knew only 25% of Germans had radios. He had Germany make the radio so that all the Germans could listen. And guess what? They could only listen to German stations and the flippant propaganda. Sounds like the new Democrat Party. And obviously, Kathy, along with the rest of us, watched millions of Americans go away and fight socialism, fight fascism, fight communism, and all you had to do was wait, and now we call it the American Democrat Party. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick its teeth in once again. In the meantime, have a good night, have a safe night. If you're in Chicago, serpentine. It's dangerous out there. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.